0: What's up, y'all? This is the one and only shot at the Willie Mack. This is your boy Hot Fire. This Fred Ottman, tub, bulk, This is
1: voice is Dollar Star. Hello, everyone. This is the sure
2: to...
1: This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sandy Callahan. This is the
3: AirPod God, MLW Star, Richard Holiday.
0: And you're listening to...
3: And you're listening to but glorious. Broken but glorious. Bro- bro- glorious. Hey, yeah. So hello everyone, it's Stephen Jackson aka CJ215 here again with a very exciting and exclusive interview. For the first time I will be interviewing three wrestlers at once, three wrestlers I've been really looking forward to speaking to who are none other than Primal Fear over in Ring of Honor. So I have Gabriel Hodder. I have Matthew Oman, and I have Adrian Soriano. So how are you doing, guys?
0: Good. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. You're all like doing good, man.
0: Yeah, Thank you for
2: having
3: us on, us. man. No, the, the pleasure's all mine. You know, it's always great to make new connections. It's always great to speak to people who I've got a lot of, um, you know, respect for in the ring. I've seen all the work you've done on the Indies and, you know, in Ring of Honor, and I think you're fantastic. And I think, you know, the way you're, your presentation and the way you carry yourselves is, you're awesome, basically. So just thank you for speaking to me, you know. The first question, what I will ask you all, um, although it's a question I've asked everyone who I've been interviewing is, what's the COVID situation like over in the U.S.? Is I know it's opening up a little bit here in the U.K. Is it okay? Like, are you all safe and okay? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess it's getting better. I know I got uh, vaccinated two weeks ago.
3: I haven't been vaccinated just yet. I'm still waiting, but family members have. But they're getting through them here in the uh, in the UK and things are opening up. And I've said to um a lot of people I've spoken to, the main things I want to do, because obviously I've been stuck at home in the UK and not been able to do anything, is take the round-the-world trip and go and see all the wrestlers who I've either interviewed or who I've seen and that be either in the US, like yourselves, um Australia, New Zealand everywhere in the world just that uh, it's such a missing being out in the actual environment of a wrestling show um so I'm looking forward to at home at some point hopefully and see you guys in person over in uh, yeah,
2: in yeah. ring of honor
0: yeah. we might just have to come over to England
2: oh, I could <laughs> do <laughs> you could do I mean, cool. I'm hopefully looking forward. Everything up a little more rooster like they start touring a little more I know they do the honor united to go to Folk uh, places in the UK. So that'd be really cool.
3: Yeah. Um, they are really cool shows. Um, and the atmosphere in the UK is one of the best with fan interaction and, you know, fan participation and just vibe and stuff. So that'd be awesome as well. You know, great experience for Have you ever actually, have you ever been to the UK? Any of you have you ever wrestled or not? No. <laughs> um, oh, it's a goal.
1: That's one of the goal skis right there again. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're, just, trying
2: to, a, we're
1: just trying to leave America in general. Mexico, yeah. Japan, and everywhere. Um,
0: the UK wrestling seems real big right now though. Be a good place to go.
3: Yeah, it's definitely um you know exploded in the past few years. And I mean, although it's been essentially stopped because of COVID, I know things are opening up, up again. And now thankful I mean, obviously the indie scene was thriving with things like Rev Pro and um, you know, frontline and progress and the like. But then I mean you've got like NXT UK now as well. So people on a regular basis are able to see a lot of the British wrestlers and European wrestlers as well. You know, I mean, when you can see guys like Volta um, and Dragonov, you know, kicking 10 and hitting 10 bells out of one another every week, you know, it's somewhere where you want to come and wrestle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah their match their match was awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, it was really good.
3: Very Ring of Honor-esque <laughs> match for me.
1: Very. The vibes Hard-hitting. Of- Strong style and a lot of intensity. Like it was, it's perfect. It's perfect.
3: One of those times where I wish I was there in the audience. I bet being there in person, hearing and because it was so quiet as well, hearing everything so, you know, it to kind of amplified because of not the noise of the crowd. But I think if the crowd were there as well, it would have just added even more excitement to it. So, yeah. love to see you in the UK and trios matches. Yeah. You know, it that's all that,
1: that's all that uh that wrestling is missing nowadays just that that crowd crowd nice. noises you know it's, it's hard nowadays to get through a match without the help of a crowd yeah it's weird <laughs>
3: is it um kind of having to I mean in terms of being professional wrestlers like I've asked other people this but are you kind of in trained to understand like gauge off the crowd when things are actually happening but when there isn't someone there that you've got to kind of work slightly differently so it's like you're not the psychology of it slightly different without a crowd there
0: i feel like maybe the only thing really it affects is like i think it's making people go faster you know because like you Mm -hmm. can't feel the crowd normally like if you're doing something you hear the crowd going you can you know like you got them you can slow down but now it's kind of just all in your judgment.
1: Yeah, because the crowd's reacting off of what you're doing and then you're reacting off of their reaction and, you know, it just brings yeah. a whole different kind of vibe to the match. But listen, man, when, when you're training to become a pro wrestler, you're having over hundreds of training matches where there is nobody watching. You're having a few, you know, colleagues watching your matches. So, you know, you kind of already know what it is.
0: Even on the it's, indies, you can get, yeah. you got
1: something
3: that you no can never watch. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's strange. Even like as a fan watching it on TV, like it feels very peculiar not seeing an audience there. And although you still get the same presentation on screen, it isn't the same in terms of sort of audience noise and things. And although you can get things piped in, it's it's not the same. It's not the same as a live crowd being either there in person or hearing it there you know at the time um and I think it also as well is great I've said this to everybody or every wrestler I've spoken to that I think it's a great um you know privilege for us as fans that you have worked through a pandemic where a lot of entertainment and a lot of sports have been shut down and putting yourselves at risk And you have been able to entertain us in the wrestling community. I I know, anyway, I'm very grateful for that. So I just want to say that as well to you guys, that we are grateful that you've carried on working through it and, you know, developed and things. So just thank you as well for that.
1: Yeah, thank you, man. You guys think, we got to think, we got to think like these promotions that are still going on, you know, thinking uh, like the safety uh, measures needed in order to run a show. It's... um.
3: Yeah, I mean there's there's all the COVID tests and then there's obviously if you're getting, you know, fans in, there's obviously making sure there's no um I mean that's one of the things in the UK, like with with public spaces being open, there's things like track and trace and there's things like um rapid testing and stuff like that. So there's a lot of other things that need to be taken into social distancing, you know. So there's lots of things that need to be taken into perspective. Um and, you know, put measures towards keeping people safe. But it is a great privilege to be able to still watch wrestling. And although there is a multitude of tapes and, you know, archive material, it's always great to see the new stars coming up and, you know, like yourselves, being able to see you develop and grow. Um, So one, one, the first real kind of wrestling question is where did the wrestling, um, sort of passion start for you all as fans was there a particular match was there a particular promotion or show where did it start for you that love of wanting to become professional wrestlers
0: um i mean for myself i know i really i tell people all the time i never knew life without wrestling i grew up in a family that watched wrestling i have pictures of me at two years old sitting with the godfather and Val Venus at Wrestlemania like wow. I just wrestling is all I ever knew I had my fifth birthday party at the school I would end up training at to be a wrestler so wow. it was just always in my life
3: it's um how about you uh Adrian was there a particular moment
1: on that I was gonna before? I was gonna go last but I'm saying you can go uh next Matt
2: <laughs> um I think I got I got into martial arts relatively young at an early age. So watching wrestling when I was younger, I was always explaining like, hey, it's performance. This isn't actual, they are not actually fighting each other, it's performance. And that drew me in very early on uh, just because I was already so physical and I had to see all of these cool things happen. It was almost like superheroes, live action superheroes. Um, but I believe it was uh, the whole... Rock Austin feud, the whole Undertaker and I was Undertaker and Kane, probably the first one. I was like, man, this whole storyline leading up to that that first WrestleMania match, uh, just the storytelling alone. I fell in love with that. And I was already uh, attracted to the physicality of it. So I was like, man, maybe you know, I grew up one day. I might want to try this out. And uh it took a little longer. I didn't there's a couple of years I didn't think it was a possibility going into high school and stuff I was like that, wasn't as interested in pro wrestling anymore. Things are kind of dropping off, but uh a couple years after high school, uh, we used to play in bands, me and Adrian all the time. We used to play in bands after high school and stuff like that. And we decided, like hey, man, before we get too old, might as well give it a shot and see how it goes. So cool. We try it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the reason I wanted to go last, usually, you know, you'll ask somebody or you'll ask a pro wrestler, like, you know, when do you like fall in love or what made you wanna become a pro wrestler? But the thing is, when I was like a kid, really young, uh, like being a pro wrestler was like the last thing on my mind. It's not something that I saw myself doing when I grew up because when I was young, I wanted to be a, like a comic book artist. Wow. Yeah. Like I was really into art when I was young and like during schools, I took a lot of art classes in high school. I took advanced placement, uh, drawing courses. I even attended college for, for drawing, but, uh, I don't know, but school kind of sucked <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, like, as Matt was saying, like, I met Matt in high school. I met him, I think, my freshman year. And uh, they they didn't have a wrestling team at our high school until my junior year. Right, Matt? Until mm-hmm. our junior year of high school. And we were like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, let's, let's try out the uh, pro wrestling. Like, not pro wrestling, but, like, the amateur wrestling yeah. team. It's the closest thing we got. So, you know, why not? And, uh, you know, we did it for a couple months. I hurt my knee and I stopped going. Um, And then a couple years after high school, that's, you know, Matt threw out the idea of us, like, trying to become actual pro wrestlers. Because we always hung out. We played the wrestling games together. We always created our own characters (laughs) in the game. And, you know, we, we played our own universe. And that was pretty cool. But, like, actually taking that first step and like signing up for school and actually trying to become a pro wrestler.
2: Like that's, what was that? 2015. Yeah. like, like towards the end of 2015.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 2015. That's awesome. But yeah, man, when I was young, just, I wanted to be an artist and then, you know, like I said, school sucked and then (laughs) Matt threw the idea out there and, you know, we ran with it.
3: It's um, always interesting learning how, wrestlers get into the um into the business and learning how um you know they sometimes followed it from you know very young like gabriel or like yourself adrian it wasn't really a thing um in terms of comic books and comic artists and comic uh like graphic novels is there a particular um inspiration art wise what caught you as well adrian like is there a particular um favorite
1: i don't know man it was just like, I can't really say what inspired me as a kid, but like I was really into like like animes that that were like really popular at the time, like Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> uh, you know, like Sailor Moon was really was really mm-hmm. popular, and you know, I just I just really like enjoyed it as a kid, and it made me want to draw like draw that style, and I just stuck with it. You know, it's really fun, and I still draw to this day, you know, not to the extent to you know do anything with it. But uh, yeah, that's 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 it, man. Cause I even have a Dragon Ball Z tattoo on my arm.
3: Oh, cool! <laughs>
2: Look at that.
3: I haven't any tattoos, unfortunately. I was thinking about. I always loved Eddie Guerrero's crucifix on his um on his up on his sort of forearm on his inner forearm. So I always thought if I got a tattoo, I'd get a crucifix or something because I love that. We could be twins. Oh, cool!
0: My dad? Yeah, I got one.
3: Oh yeah, like that, I love that so, you know, I love that um, and yeah, in terms of that period as well, like Matthew the, I mean, I started watching around 99 but I'd seen I'd seen in passing The Undertaker and Kane and Austin and Rock and Austin and Shawn Michaels and I remember Austin and Michaels and Tyson and stuff so, you know, it's still crazy that Mike Tyson's involved in wrestling now in AEW Yeah, yes,
1: Yeah,
3: amazing <laughs> And, it's too um, dangerous, man. It's oh dangerous. yeah, oh yeah. You know, I can't believe that he can still go twelve rounds like he did um, against Roy Jones Jr. Like that was insane. That was insane. I don't want
0: to talk about yeah. that fight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 but um, but no, that's a, you know that's amazing. And um, in terms of like um, working as a as a tag team, like would were you brought together through training or did you meet at different points in your careers? Like how did that kind of come about and how did primal fear kind of become formed in a, in a way?
0: Um, I feel like the first half of the story is on you guys.
1: Yeah, definitely, Matt. You, you
2: can go Matt. Um, so I guess naturally, when we first started training, when we first went into wrestling school. Uh, it was the three of us. It was myself, Adrian and we had another friend that joined with us at the time. And we would always just come together. We rode together all the time. So we were just, they grouped us together. Uh, we had our first matches individually. Me and Adrian ended up being grouped as a tag team for a little bit. Our first couple, of, like, I would say matches on actual shows and whatnot, not just being little uh, dark matches on whatever show here or there, opening matches. Uh, so we had been a tag team for a few months they introduce the idea of being a trio with our other friend who already was riding with us, um, he had a couple of issues, so he ended up quitting wrestling. Well, and, and
0: I was going to join because at first there was going to be four of us.
2: Yeah, there was going to be a whole whole little faction of us. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And um, and he then ended it ended right. up having yeah, yeah, the, yeah, it's good thing that happened, I guess. Uh, yeah, right,
0: right before I joined them, the third member stepped away from wrestling. So then actually, at the time, it was me and Matt as a tag team. And uh, Adrian was on his own doing his own thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because I was about to say um, as well that the reason I asked is because when I was doing research for the um, for the interview, I'd seen that Adrian had a few singles matches and um, he came back. Well, he, he wrestled in Ring of Honor. Um, in a singles match at um, Steel Cage Excellence in 2019. Um, so, I mean, was it, it kind of jumps ahead a little bit, but from being in a being in a tag team and doing the singles thing, this is kind of a question to all of you actually, but when, when you have wrestled as a tag team and say like as a trio to then wrestle in a singles match, again, is it a different kind of mindset to be in and is it kind of a bit daunting or is it exciting to be in there on your own and, feeling it out a bit differently with different people. Like, is that an exciting prospect to be on your own?
1: Uh, man, I, I, I enjoy singles, tag trios. I enjoy whatever, man. Uh, like, uh, I'm not really like, uh, it doesn't have to be a certain way. You know, I'm like, I'm open to whatever as long, you know, cause I'm, I'm confident in my abilities that I can put on a good match, no matter the like scenario or the case. But of course, if I can have uh, Matthew and Gabriel, you know, we can do a six-man. Like that's what we're trying to push right now at the moment. So,
3: yeah, it's, it's um, definitely. I think. I think the thing I love about trios wrestling in particular, and and tag team wrestling, is that it's such a um, it's an art in itself. In that, you know, you um, the the level like you're saying about crowd participation and things the um the drama of building up the tags the drama of building up the story is so much more to me feels so much more intense that's why i love all those kind of lucha tag matches and those like japanese tag matches and you know those trios matches as well have such a because in the trios match you can kind of start off a bit more slow and then the pace can pick up and you can all get in there or you can do it the other way where you're all in there and then you can come in and out and the ring of honor trios um you know uh the um, division has really kind of stepped up because I mean, there's been teams like you've had teams like the kingdom at time. You had the bullet club at one point, you know, you've got yourselves primal fear. You've had like Shinobi shadow squad. You've had so many guys, um, Shane Taylor promotions, you know, you've had so many people coming through who've been part of, um, you know, the trios um, sort of division It is exciting. And I mean, Was it an exciting thing as well to go into Ring of Honor as a trio and be part of that division outright?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing about us that really makes us different than everyone is that we went in as a trio. Mm -hmm. Most like, you know, I know they talked about it on the match. Like uh, they mentioned it on commentary. Most trios you see are three guys that are like, hey, let's form a team. Like we went into the ROH Dojo. We did our tryout as a trio we did our promo as a trio we sent our pictures as a trio so mm-hmm. like that's what we are yeah and mm-hmm. like so we kind of already have that feeling of knowing where each other are going to be and knowing how each other work and all that that many guys it takes them a little bit to develop yeah so i think that's an advantage we have and we were looked at as hey these guys are a trio they have their own little niche market we can put them right in
3: definitely um you know I mean like when I saw you in the ROH dojo and things and you know one of the things that stuck out to me was that was that you were a, a trio outright you all had a similar look you all had a similar vibe you all worked very similar you all worked um you know together very cohesively and very cooperatively it didn't feel like there was any missteps or anything and you know in terms of that trio's um kind of style are there any um people who are any teams what you kind of looked for 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 inspiration in terms of how the dynamics work like say like the fabulous free birds who are one of my favorite trios or people you know just the way they work together is there anyone you kind of look at and you think that I, mean, I think that's how i it think the be. shield
0: is the, the yeah. easy comparison yeah <laughs> but um i don't know i mean we look at a lot of tag teams and we just think well, let's just add
3: a third person in that situation, mm-hmm. you know. It's um, yeah, the Shield were just—I remember them vividly coming down and just, you know, their their work was in 2012, 13, and early 14 was just they—they they made trios wrest. If anyone wanted to be a wrestler, I would say you'd want to be part of a trio like those guys, you know. Yeah, yeah they were
1: awesome. The New Day too, like they're—they're they're awesome too.
0: Yeah, yeah, we take some. We we take a little yeah. bit from everybody.
3: The Wyatt family. I see a lot of yeah. the Wyatt family. Um, you know, I see a lot of that as well. And I always in terms of tree, we're talking about matches and things. The match between the Shield and the Wyatt's from extreme uh, sorry, Elimination Chamber 2014, yep. the standoff and everything. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's all
1: you talk about, it's just a standoff. You don't even talk about anything yeah. after the match. <laughs>
3: in like, a yeah, yeah, Sorry, Jim uh, JBL you know the crowd the chanting this is awesome and they've not even done anything yet so yep. doing yeah. like 30 that's, minutes of action
0: <laughs> that's the time that got me back into wrestling I stopped watching for about 4 or 5 years I guess from like 2009 and people were telling me they were like yo like there's this group like the Shield like dude they're awesome and then they were like oh there's like the Wyatts and like CM Punk and like that's what got me back into wrestling watching them matches
3: and I think it was as well, like the consistency of how they worked with, and this is another um, thing what I was about to say about you guys is that you've wrestled various different teams um, as a, as a trio in various different places. And as we spoke about off air, you know, against um, like Mexa squad, for example, who are a completely like Lucha tag team and like, you know, you UM, are able to wrestle so many different people of different styles and it works and you're able to work together. Like, is it always fun getting in there with people who have a different um, style? Like, you. I mean, like Mexico Squad, for example, who were just insanely good. That match was insane. Um. I cannot start talking about that match because it was insanely good. I loved it.
1: <laughs> man, when I, when, when I heard that we were facing Mexico Squad, like, oh man, I was like really happy because like I've been wanting to like wrestle like lucha style wrestlers especially like they're like top like you know best in the world tier you know lucha mm. and uh and we haven't had the opportunity to face like anyone of their like stature you know especially like you know from being in the indies and then being thrown into that kind of opportunity like the uh like the skill level of talent that you face in the Andes compared to you know what you're being thrown at in ring of honor it's a big a big gap yeah and i was just thinking like man i like are we going to be able to keep up with these guys you know (laughs) they are but
0: also to brag a little bit about ourselves i think we can mesh with any style yeah you can put us with brawlers and we can have a match with them you can put us with lucha guys with
2: Nope. uh like a brawler adrian's more of like a cruiserweight uh high flat like luchador style and i'm have more of a, a technical striker style so we each bring something to the table but we bring a mesh in our own way that uh i don't know i feel like um it's more, we bring more of a psychology to true dressing. Yeah. Yes.
3: A lot of people. I agree with that. I agree. There's definitely a, um, a, by the way, my internet connection, it says it's unstable. So I apologize that I'm unstable with the stable at the moment. <laughs>
2: but no, yeah, I agree.
3: But, um, but yeah, I agree that there is definitely a psychology to the way you work. And there's definitely, um, you know, a chemistry to the way you work and that you can, that's what I was trying to say was that you can mesh. I've seen you mesh with so many different teams in so many different environments. Um, Because I mean, you're faced um, in the future of honor um, shows down in um, MCW and with ring of honor before um, the pandemic and things it's, um, you know, you're able to work with so many different people from so many different, um, you know, dynamics and things. And, one Of the other teams, I would love you to face, and this is me dreaming a little bit is the foundation of uh, yeah,
0: Jonathan. We love, we want that too.
3: Oh, it's uh, going happen.
0: We
1: oh. do not make it happen. Yeah, no. I,
3: I have such high respect for Jay Lethal, Tracy Williams, Rhett Titus, and my Jonathan Gresham is like, you know, the, the with this pandemic over, and when I can fly, Ring of Honor. Jonathan Gresham wrestling matches where I want to be because again in terms of styles you guys would just completely you know knock it out of the park. I know that for definite. You know, yeah, right. I,
0: know. I would love to get in there with Gresham. Be. I mean, Gresham was our trainer
3: at the dojo, mm. so it would be mm.
0: awesome to get in there with him. And show him what he taught us, he's
2: unbelievable.
3: He's a phenomenal wrestler. Like I can see his influence on the way you all work. Like I can see he he. When you've, I mean, I know I'm British, so a lot of people talk about Zack Sabre Jr. being the greatest technical wrestler in the world, and hands up, you know, I accept that. But for me, Jonathan Gresham just takes it to that next level in terms of, again, he can wrestle anybody from anywhere, and he can have a match which just knocks it all out of the park. And, you know, the matches he's had in trios with the foundation and obviously the pure championship run he had. You guys with him would just be, and foundation as a whole would just be unbelievable. And you know, it'd just be pure tag rules. Why not go for it? Six man pure tag rules with the foundation. It'd be <laughs> make history. Taking <laughs> me out of my own.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get disqualified.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll lose that one punch real
2: quick. Yeah. <laughs> he really no, had a big awesome, hand though. in our uh, in our development, though. There's a lot of times, where uh, he pulls aside and shows a lot of different trios matches from all over the world. Stuff like that. He got us into uh, Dragon Gate. I didn't really yeah. watch Dragon Gate beforehand. Oh, yeah. A lot of things he introduced us to. that He was trying to say, hey, this is how trios wrestling can be. It doesn't have to just be this way or this way. You can also do this. So he influenced us a lot. From the minute he walked into the dojo, he helped us out tremendously.
3: The, um, yeah, I vividly remember as well as a fan the buzz online of, you know, Dragon Gate Six Man at Ring of Honor, you know, Supercard of Honor, you've got to watch this, you've got to watch this. So I saw, the DVD had sold out, so searching eBay constantly, making sure, found <laughs> it, ordered it, got it, paid a ridiculous amount of money, but literally, like, there is no other six-man, you will never see a six-man tag where it is more fast and more high-paced and just, we're talking about the building up of a match, like, just more and more and more it was just unbelievable and it's available for free now on
1: on youtube as well so i can yeah. sell that dvd yeah. now I don't yeah. have it anymore. Um,
2: <laughs> how do you think
1: how do you think we feel like when we're uh when like when training was running at the time he would put on the like the dragon six man match like yo just watch this you know watch how they move like you know here's some ideas for you guys and, like, you know, after watching the match, uh, like, the, the match, I'm just, like, so wired up. Like, oh, I need to get in the ring and,
2: like, do everything that I just saw. It's <laughs> like, which one do first? try <laughs> first. Everything's <laughs> happening so fast. There's so much happening. It's like, oh, I like that, but I also like that. Uh mm.
3: Just crazy. You know, the way they move, like you said, and the way they just are able to... The chemistry they share between one another is just... It's flawless. It's just like a... It's like, I've never seen anything like it, you know, and just the speed and the conditioning. I think that's the thing. The conditioning is just yeah. unbelievable. I mean, in terms of, as, as wrestlers as well, well as fans, did any of you attend Ring of Honor shows before you actually went and wrestled in Ring of Honor? Did you experience it live?
2: No, Not a I fan. haven't, no. Uh, we were from, I, I believe, like the first year of us training, we would go as hands. We would go help in the Philadelphia area helps out with the rings the security we've been doing that for i believe like four years now Even yeah. when we were just starting out training and stuff just to help out since they're in the area and um but prior to that as fans i think uh the first wrestling show i ever went to would be the school i ended up going like signing up for we went uh myself adrian two other friends bars just to see what it's all about and uh I remember seeing a couple matches and we saw uh Damian Priest, uh, who was uh Punisher Martinez with the time. Yeah, Punisher
3: Martinez, yeah.
2: And uh at the end of we it, like, man, we really want to sign up for his pool. You know what I mean? That was pretty cool. So we would end up signing up to that school. That was the first live show other than WWE that ever we went to. Went to yeah. WWE maybe a couple times before that as a kid. Yeah, I uh
0: before I like started training, I didn't really know like independent wrestling was a thing.
2: <laughs> I knew
0: <laughs> that like there was WWE, you know, and then once you start training and you get around and like Matt was saying, like us being trained by Damian priest who at the time got in the ring of honor, he started bringing us around ring of honor and it was like a whole new world like that. I never even knew existed.
3: Yeah. Um, He's a phenomenal talent as well. I remember again, seeing uh, punishment Martinez coming into the ring of honor and knew that guy would be, a star. Just he his again, his work was is so awesome. And in Ring of Honor as well, this is the thing. His work in Ring of Honor, although obviously his big now in WWE, you know, I'd been following for a long time. And his, you know, his run as like the TV champion and his run with like so many different guys was, you know, amazing. I mean again, he's a guy who's got a totally different style to Jonathan Gresham as well. So being trained by him must have been exciting to be able to see someone who's got a completely different Perspective of how to work in the ring with a different yeah. style as well, you know. He, um, he was Nora. big on
0: like presentation, yeah, like character psychology, like the different kind of psychology, like storytelling. Like he was awesome for that.
3: Yeah, he um he had so he. he that's the interesting thing is that your actual presentation as Primal Fear reminds me very much of Punishment Martinez. You know <laughs> the kind of stance and the you know the the actual aura is when you saw yeah. punishment martinez coming out and stuff. Um, he,
0: he's actually the one that came up with the idea for me to join them. Oh really? Yeah he uh one night of training I think he just knew like from us talking like my favorite wrestlers were like Bray Wyatt and the Undertaker and like at the time I was just as boring baby face
1: and tights. Whitey baby face yeah white doing, baby face <laughs>
0: doing arm drags and hip tosses and he just grabbed me one night and he was just like what do you think about joining primal fear and i was like i think that would be awesome
2: it, so
3: he
0: actually put that in motion for us
3: wow he um he is like i, th- I think his influence uh, isn't as well known as it could be and should be i think i think his so because he comes from the monster factory as well and he's got such a wide scope of you know knowledge and experience that and and even like i don't know how many people he's had a hand in getting into the industry or like you said getting you involved in primal fear he um had some great moments in ring of honor you know and i mean in terms of, this is actually a question I should have asked to start with, but it's just only just occurred to me. So the actual name Primal Fear, where did that actually start from? Was there a, where did it come from, Primal Fear? Where did that start from?
2: Uh, we originally, I think we had a six-man match. We were booked for, it was like spur of the moment. Hey, you guys have a six-man match tonight, come up with a name. So we sat, it was us and, uh, and Damien Priest, we sat in the, in the locker room. For hours just throwing ideas out hey this hey this and uh, at one point even the, i believe blue meanie walked in over he was helping us pitch ideas and we're just like, hey what about this hey what about this hey what about this the first thing we came up with and we wrestled with that night was primal hate i think we had one match we could probably find somewhere for primal hate and then immediately after uh a couple people were like hey we don't like the name uh they said primal fear like all right whatever uh, i didn't really want primal fear originally because it was like a, a book and a, and a movie and we just took him ran with it and uh, a couple of times we tried to change the name but at this point we're kind of just run with it i think at this point
3: it's a great name it's a great uh, and you know adrian's t-shirt like i said i love the whole artistry of it and i love the whole, you know. Just the just the aura of you, you know, it's primal fear. You all, like um Joe Dombrowski uh, said on on commentary when you were in the dojo, you know, you all have that particular scary aura and you all have that, you know, you are primal, but you are to fear, do you know what I mean? So it's very forthright and straightforward, which is what I like. It's not one of those odd names, which kind of feels a bit kind of left field, like some of those um, although I love Dragon Gate, some of the names of those stables can be a little bit yeah. weird. <laughs> You'll be like, huh, what? Yeah. Um, You know, and it kind of, I mean, in terms of um, the trios as well, so when you were, like you were saying earlier on, when you were young boys and stuff and were helping like with the ring crew and stuff, we were there during the time of like the, um, when New Japan was coming through and like seeing guys like the Bullet Club and, um, you know, LIJ and people because, That must have been awesome as well, being able to see those guys working. Just yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Right. I feel like we were there for a lot of the Bullet Club. Mm. Yeah, all of it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just watching a couple. I remember watching. uh, I believe it was Jeff Jeff Cobb and Hangman Page at uh, one of the Manhattan Center matches. Yes. And we're watching off on the side, like, man, how are we going to keep up with that? Because it was so good. Yeah. Such a good match, and they were on another level, man this is crazy. <laughs> to, that's our competition. Like, okay.
3: And yeah, Adam Page is another guy who, you know, he's so talented. He's so, so good. So good at what he does, you know, and the, when there was the hung books with the young bucks, and they had the six man tag titles as well. Some great matches with those guys. Um, and you were saying earlier as well about like, in terms of going from the independence, then up to ring of honor, And I've said to people before, like because Ring of Honor kind of has such a status in terms of its kind of the elite, in terms of pure technical wrestling and like quality wrestling, did you feel daunted actually going to Ring of Honor because it was such a step up in terms of the actual competition and in terms of maybe the expectation from not just those up above, but the fans as well? Because the Ring of Honor fans can be particularly... um, You might say
0: (laughs) I mean I I think The dojo really did a good job Getting everybody prepared
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah And not just for the pure wrestling But you know for what We were working towards You know because like you said like It is known now as like the technical Wrestling but now also if you look Homicide's there again Roby King's there Mm. is there so it's not just the pure wrestling. There's all different styles going on right now there, which is awesome.
2: Yeah. There are a bunch of different styles in the dojo. There were the guys who were learning more strictly pure wrestling, technical wrestling. And then there were guys that we were working on our six man of uh, like techniques and psychology. Other guys work on more of their power techniques and psychology. Like everyone was being focused on individually very well.
3: It's, um. Yeah, I mean, like, in terms of now, in 2021, as you said, you know, Homicide, who's a Ring of Honor legend, has come back, who was originally part of the Rottweilers, who were a, you know, a trios team. And the trios have always been kind of a a sort of running thread throughout Ring of Honor, you know, all all like stables who've been trios. You know, you've had guys like, um, you know, you've had the Prophecy really early on. You had um, Sweet and Sour Incorporated a bit later on with Larry Sweeney, you know, one of my all-time favourites. And, you know, you've had um, The Age of the Fall as well, uh, Tyler, Black, Tyler Black and um, Jimmy Jacobs, who, very similar to you, Primal Fear, in that very, you know, intimidating, in the not necessarily big and, like, cane scary, but Jimmy Jacobs on the mic and that kind of psychotic crazed sort of um realness that that realism i think i think that's what it is about you guys actually is that you've got a realness to you You don't you don't feel like you kind of over the top characters um which i think as well with like ring of honor has always been something they've kind of pushed i would say is that they've always kind of kept it very real and very raw it's never been kind of bar a few people here and there it's never been very kind of wacky and out there and has that kind of pushed you as well as performers like that you are able to be a lot more true to not true to yeah true to life in a way not kind of be yourselves in a way does that kind of make you, sense what i'm saying
0: yeah i think that was um when we first got into the dojo was a bit of a issue for us is that roh is more reality based you know so well, we were trying to figure out how to keep the idea of primal fear without, you know, because, like, at first we were, like, jungle savages and, like, and we were like, well, that don't really work now. Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of try to keep, like, the core idea of it.
1: Just evolve it.
0: Yeah, while still keeping yeah. it true to life. We weren't magical monster because before we had
1: like a whole like backstory to our to our characters which was a made-up backstory you know not nothing that anyone would be able to relate to so uh, we kind of scrapped all that and we you know started from scratch uh trying to stick with something that's more realistic more idealistic something that would be a lot easier for us to you know be able to explain to
2: people uh, I mean go ahead Matt and kind of just like I don't know, convey um like we don't want to explain it so much before we were these characters that we didn't talk so much we wore the, the mask that covered our faces so yeah. we didn't talk it was kind of hard for us to really you know for people to relate to us now this isn't much of a gimmick to us like um
0: yeah I mean what we're doing now man it's pretty real life we're three yeah. guys that just want to beat people up and we feel like we've been overlooked and
1: it's
3: our time yeah i mean you know it definitely feels like your time now and after following you for several years and things it definitely feels like your time because you know one of the other things as well is that when you're saying again and like that step up going on tv and being in front of tv cameras after being on the indies like and um you know having that national, and I mean worldwide in a sense, because you can watch Ring of Honor on Fight and you can watch it on the website and things. Having that worldwide audience in front of you, do you ever... I mean, obviously there's not been an audience there physically, but has it kind of um, felt more daunting in a way or is it exciting? Like, is it exciting to think, wow, you know, we're there on TV, we've made it, you know, we're on TV and we can watch ourselves every week. You know, is that an exciting (laughs) thing?
1: Definitely exciting. Uh,
2: Yeah,
1: it's definitely exciting because it feels like we've really you know, putting a lot of work and effort into ourselves for them to give us the
2: opportunity
1: to be on TV. trust us, sir, like, you know, as soon as like, when we've been there backstage helping us set up for shows, we were always, you know, in the back of our minds spawning, like, you know, please just give us an opportunity, give us an opportunity. Not knowing at the time we weren't really ready for the opportunity, you know, that but that, no one thinks like that. They kind of just yeah. kind of just put it right then and there. But thank God we didn't get it at the time because we weren't ready, you know, uh, physically, mentally. Our, you know, our look wasn't there uh, yet. But now we are more confident in ourselves now than we have ever been. And we will only, you know, now that we are, we have that confidence, we'll be able to show it, you know, present it on TV when they give us the opportunity to. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think for a little bit it was the presentation that was missing
2: we you know we had a
0: chance uh we had a dark match in the manhattan center and like if you look at pictures from it we're wrestling in black jeans and leather like,
2: jackets
0: yeah like 20 leather jackets from amazon
2: <laughs> they were not was it? those jackets were pretty expensive they weren't <laughs> cheap <laughs> They're nice but, you know, It was project. like the work.
0: The work might have been there, but the presentation wasn't
3: there. Yeah, yeah. And what was it like wrestling in Manhattan Center, such a historic building as well? I have seen photographs of that particular of that match. Was it an exciting experience being there, where like ECW would run and they'd had one night stand, and was that exciting?
2: Oh yeah, that was
1: awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome um, crowds.
2: Oh, the yeah. crowd! Crazy that was so crazy. And I don't know, they, they accepted a match but I think we were like the first or second match. We are kind of like a dark match that night.
0: Yeah.
2: And we we're one of the earliest matches. The crowds completely just lit up. They're ready for anything and anyone. So when we came out there, uh, they just were on fire already. So it was so cool. Uh, the only time prior to that that we had anything close to that, we had done one of uh, Punch Martinez's entrances for him in yeah, that final Santa
0: arena. Final battle
2: 2017. I believe so.
3: And no, there was another one. now was him. awesome. Yeah. Um, it looks like a magical place to wrestle. I mean, one of my um as a because the thing is as well is Ring of Honor has just celebrated five hundred episodes of TV, which is a huge, huge milestone for the company. Um I've followed them from the beginning, so seeing them grow to achieve that is just unbelievable you know like you wouldn't think that this company which was running out of as they say murphy Rex and things would then go on to have a run of that long and you know and you're coming in as that milestone's happened you know have you watched the show as well like are any particular favorite matches from the run what you've watched what you might want to share if you have seen any or ones that sort of stand out
2: we've seen older ring of honor matches
3: yeah, all the Ring of Honor matches or matches from the TV show or matches you just kind of saw like as fans on the TV show when you were watching it, oh, maybe. Man.
2: I was always big into, um, in high school, Kenta versus Daniel, or Brian Danielson. And I was obsessed with those matches. From uh, <laughs> from Noah to Ring of Honor, I was obsessed with Kenta versus Daniel. But I just thought those were the best. they their chemistry together, it was just war. I, I would show everybody I met, hey, you like wrestling, watch this match. Watch this match. I love that match. Uh, uh Smojo Kensuke Kobashi. Yeah, loved it. Uh, just I've always been like a big Samojo, Brian Danielson, uh, Nigel McGuinness. All those early years of Ring of Honor. I love all of that. So yeah, to be in Ring of Honor now after watching all that in high school, I'm like man, if I want to be a wrestler, I want to be there. And to be here, it, it's crazy. It feels nuts. It's um,
3: yeah that. Joe and Kabashi match is something else. Even now, watching that on tape is like, talk about atmospheres and talk about aura and just hard-hitting, you know. And he's recently been released from WWE, so and he did return to Ring of Honor after he left Impact, so he could return to Ring of Honor at some point. It's still... Let's hope he does. You know, that'd be an exciting... Yeah, that'd be movie. crazy. That'd be
2: awesome, you
3: know. Power Fear take on Samoa Joe, three on one. I <laughs> That's what I want—that'd
2: be amazing. I said a word, but that's what I want.
3: <laughs> in the Manhattan Center, all the, all the, all the. Um, I mean, you also wrestled in the um, ECW arena as well, which is now the Two Six Hundred Arena in Philadelphia, and that's got a massive, um, you know, historic... again history behind it with again ECW, but also, um, you know, Ring of Honor and a lot of independent promotions in you know the Northeast, CZW and the like. I mean, was that again an exciting crowd to be in front of with? Oh, yeah. You know, how they are. That's
2: our, uh, would technically be our home crowd, I guess, because we're out of the Jersey, Philadelphia area. Um, so just walking out, there are people who immediately knew who we were and were responding to that. So that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny that, like, in the little bit of time we've been wrestling, I already got to wrestle in the two arenas I would want to most wrestle in. <laughs> the Manhattan Center and uh, the 2300.
2: had oh. yeah, just a little taste. Little taste of Mass Square Garden, Small taste. Yeah. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. That was
3: G one cool. G one super Um yeah. which I wish I could have attended, but I wasn't able to get off work. That that um that again in terms of achievements, you know, like say
1: if you go back and watch the, the G one super you'll see me and Gabriel walking down the aisle for a with uh yeah. Yeah. That, that with uh clients and friends.
2: Yeah,
1: rocking over, the track right? suits.
2: You yeah, no. yeah we're you right. were a
0: boy, right?
2: Yeah, for Don Castle, you.
0: Yep. <laughs> so we all got to be a part of the
2: show. <laughs> we're on the show. Yeah, we're all a little there. Look closely, so you might see us. If <laughs> you look close to anywhere in the past four or five years, you might see us. Yeah, we're always around.
3: It's, um, it's cool as well being able to then, you know, pick people out and find people and then know where people have been, Easter eggs and stuff like that. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, G1 Supercard as well. I was, I was just about to say that, that show again, in terms of achievements for for Ring of Honor, was a huge, um, you know, the first company to run by WWE in Madison Square Garden and to be there. And again, in that atmosphere, I know a lot of people talk about the New Japan element of it, but for me, it was all about the Ring of Honor element in that they'd worked so hard as a company to achieve that goal. And that ladder match, unbelievable again i keep saying this word unbelievable but it was it was such a great match it was so awesome
1: hey and i can only imagine how they felt like mm. like i said me and gabriel did uh kelly Klein's entrance and we were in gorilla and you know they opened a curtain and you know i just see a sea of people and i'm just like oh my goodness like, this is so crazy so i can only imagine how they all felt man
0: yeah then that makes you think that's like twenty thousand people imagine what ninety thousand people look
3: and then there was the um the other thing that always stood out to me of that show was the um the rumble at the beginning of the map the the beginning that was very
0: cool because a lot of our friends got to be in there
3: yeah they did yeah and they got to face it was
0: it was exciting you know people we trained with or have helped train us seeing them get to be out there was really cool
3: it was all um for me it was all about seeing well, uh, jumping up and down, seeing the great mood to turn up. and yeah, yeah, that was, Liger. yeah,
2: that was awesome. Yeah, You know, that that, that I met was, Liger that night, and I was so happy.
3: You know, was he a really nice person, though, as well? I, I, he's the one wrestler I wish I could have seen live, and I never got the opportunity. Was he a really nice person?
2: He was really nice to me when I met him. Super nice.
3: And he's very passionate about wrestling in the UK as well. But like I said, I never got the opportunity to meet him. Um and that the other thing as well about that Supercard of Honor show was um it had although it had, like I said, the Ring of Honor matches, it also had the New Japan matches, which for me the best one, although Jay White and um Kazuchika Okada main event of the show was Tetsuya Naito and Kotribuche for the um for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and talk about crazy work. Like guys, to, like some of the stuff they did in that match is insane. Yeah,
1: like, anytime they they go head to head, man, that's like must watch. Yeah, they're so they're so good and like so different too. Yeah,
3: like the the risk factor and stuff just keeps getting you. You just kind of put your head on, you put your head on your hand, Sorry, your hands on your head, and you're like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, and then you know you put it in front of your eyes, and you're like, oh no, it's not going to happen, is it? And um. The Other great match from that show was uh Bandido Taiji Shimori and um Dragon uh Dragon Lee for the um for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. That was so good.
0: Oh, I think, I think <laughs> of that tag match though when I think of that, tag, yeah, because I think of PCO getting power to the floor.
3: Yes, so many great matches. I mean, PCO was- as well, like you, you um. Talk about guys in Ring of Honor who have come up through the ranks, like in terms of trios and things. Look at, um, you know, like PCO and Brody King and like Villain Enterprises as a stable. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, um, they just their aura and their work. I mean, it must working with PCO, like wow, this guy's like fifty plus, but he's still going like he's about twenty and the stuff. Is, yeah, he is, he is crazy. He is crazy. <laughs> he does stuff. I
2: would watch person. Because you don't realize how big he is until you see him in person. Like, oh, he's a pretty big guy. And then you see the things he does with his body. Oh, I'm You're happy. Sure. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm sure
1: his, his bumps hurt a lot more now that there aren't, like, a crowd there, you know, to cheer him yeah. on. Or anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's still doing it. Has <laughs> not stopped him.
1: No.
3: And um, we can't not talk about, like, do well, tag team wrestling or, um, you know, Ring of Honor without talking about, arguably the well, the most declarated tag team in Ring of Honor of all time, the Briscoe brothers, Mark and Jay, the Briscoe brothers. I mean, you know, those two guys just revolutionized tag team wrestling in I believe, and it is a bold statement, but I believe in North America, because at one point in like two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, tag team wrestling wasn't really um as successful as it had been, but then those guys came along at that point and they just had match after match after match against so many different people so many different arenas so many different countries they held the belts you know for that period and those matches against Steen and generico were like something else you know i I love those matches and even now you know they're still there in ring of honor with you guys and as a, although you are a trio, as a tag team, it must be a, one of the sort of bucket list things to wrestle the Briscoes at some point, somewhere along the line. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I think sure. they're my
0: favourite to watch right now. Anytime they're wrestling, I stop and I got to watch it. I mean, I remember their match with uh, Gresham and Lethal for the tag title, I believe, at final battle. Maybe the last final battle when there was crowds.
3: 2019, I believe yeah yeah and
0: i mean i remember booking at matt and i was just like i don't even understand how they're doing this stuff it was like one of the most unbelievable matches i've ever seen
2: so good
3: they um they just have such a well i mean the brothers so the chemistry is literally just you know they don't even have to say anything you can just tell on the doomsday device and the jay driller and i mean like Jay, obviously, as well, went on to have a very successful singles run as well, and they can both wrestle incredible singles matches. Yeah. You know, when they wrestle one another, then, you know, everyone's going to be watching because <laughs> it's yeah. just always a slugfest of, you know, epic recording
2: They're,
0: they're so believable, too. I yeah. mean, you, thought, you look at them, like, it's real when they're in there.
3: Yeah, they um, definitely don't hold anything back when they are in there, and they don't... Um, one unique let's put it that way but that's a good thing that you know they're able to evolve they've evolved you know from being sort of the indie looking guys to being you know superstars they're they're superstars you know and the crowds love them and the way they've wrestled everyone and are still going at it the way they were i think is again a um testament to them and the way that their work ethic you know it's incredible and um Probably the final question I will say, because this is kind of the most exciting question, but if you had the opportunity, going into 2021 now, if you have the opportunity to wrestle any trios of wrestlers, either in Ring of Honor or around the world, who would it be?
1: Mm, who would it be, boys? Can it be
0: like hypothetical or real life?
3: Go for it, whatever you want.
0: Because I, w- <laughs> I think we would have an awesome match with the original uh, Wyatt family. Yes. And I'm biased because I love Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> said, That's my pick. Well, the New Day, too, would be cool.
1: I would yeah. just love to face any trio, honestly, man. Because <laughs> like us coming up, like we haven't had the opportunity to face a lot of trios because there aren't a lot of trios. Uh. You know like before you know like king of trios was really popular but that's not yeah. around anymore so that's why we came to ring of honor because they have a six-man division yeah so at this point we look at it, any six minute throw our way is a dream match for us because we're having the opportunity to do what we want to do like facing uh mexi squad that's a dream match right there for us man like that's something i never thought would have ever happened Unbelievable
3: match that. Like I said, I can't. I just, you know, you. I'd love to see you guys again. I'd love with a crowd there as well. That'd be yeah, well, man.
1: We definitely want a rematch. Yes. Yeah, but I
0: don't know what's going <laughs> on with them. They're having their beef with them themselves.
3: Yeah, they are. You know, it's um, but there's, you know, we've got a forbidden door that's opened as well, and like, there could be anything. Anything can happen in wrestling. You never know what can happen. You know, and there's that many different. Avenues and so many indie, ta- uh, sorry, indie talents who are coming up as well. Who,
1: and we uh, man, we were we were really trying to get the rascals before uh yeah. the two got signed to NXT. <laughs> uh,
3: Another awesome team. Awesome. Team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm yeah. thinking of all these
2: matches I want to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, who's holding uh, the New Japan Trios title? We want that belt also. We don't just want. I them want all. them all. I want... I want. Yeah, we want all the trio Mexico,
0: side-ups. Japan. <laughs> We want to be the real life king of Trios. Yeah,
2: yeah we want all the Trios belts. Um, I think G.O.D. and um, oh, titles. Really, yeah. Big G.O.D. We want them.
0: I was going to get back to them when we were talking about that time, you know, during the G1 Card and all that. Man, when G.O.D. had the ROH tag titles and yeah. they were going at it with the Briscoes, man, that was, that was awesome. awesome.
3: yes. Yeah. They again talk about guys who just were going out fully in the ring and weren't, you know, holding anything back. They were yep. going out hammer and tongs. Um, and there was also, as well, that great eight man tag match, which took place, I believe, in Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, Dearborn, sorry, um, which was between Villain Enterprises and Team CMLL. And it was a crazy hot crowd. Mm-hmm. And um, it was on TV and that was again talking about like lucha guys those guys would be awesome to face you know um, yeah because they work a different style as well they like we said earlier on they work such a great style in cml cmll um so many places so many great matches you could have and um just an absolute privilege to be able to speak to you about the time you've had in wrestling up to date and in you know ring of honor and in the dojo and just thank you for coming on you know it's been an absolute it's an absolute pleasure so thank you
2: thank you for having us, Thanks for having yeah, us thank
1: man, for right? having us man really appreciate you reaching out
3: no you're welcome and just for all the fans at home as well and listening uh, where can they um find you on social media and where can people you know follow your work uh, you can um, find me at uh,
2: matt oman 999 <laughs> at instagram and on twitter
0: I promised them at the beginning of the interview we wouldn't talk on top of each
1: other. It's really tough. <laughs> we made it
0: pretty... We did pretty good.
1: <laughs> we did do pretty good.
0: Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, I am FearGabriel13.
1: Yeah, and on uh, Instagram and Twitter, I'm Soriano underscore Saga. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash True Primal fear. Uh, pro wrestling slash true primal fear what a maneuver Uh, yeah what a what a maneuver slash true primal fear and even our uh, email address uh, true primal fear at gmail.com
3: awesome and like i said just thank you so much for joining me on this you know it's now dark here i'll play at the
1: there's yeah, there's a little darker
3: here. it's yeah. dark here now look at that as we've been talking we could watch the recording back and it's got dark The Undertaker's coming for me <laughs>
2: yeah
3: no um, thank you so much guys it's been an absolute pleasure and I can't wait to see more of your work and be able to see you more in 2021 and get those crowds back into Primal Fear you know in person we'll be
0: over in England we'll come take yeah. over England
3: awesome I'll be there front <laughs> <in> row <laughs> yeah man amazing And uh, just to finish off, you can find BBG Wrestling on Twitter at BBG Wrestling and you can find our website at Com. So that is it for me, Stephen Jackson, with this amazing interview with Primal Fear. Thank you for listening, everybody, and take care of you guys.